And the tan face, were you on vacation? Welcome to the Solution, a real estate podcast where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seabach, we come together to talk about the industry. We run a team here in the uh-huh. Phoenix Scottsdale market, and we like to study this industry. We're students of the game, and then we like to kind of bring to light just the things that we're focused on, working on, and today is no different. Today is actually a discussion not about what well, the shift in where we're going, because what it was is when we get into a market where there's not much change, we go towards industry stuff, right? But, but this market is now changing. Now the market's changing. So we wanted to, because we were in the same, I want to say marketing message for about 12 months. Okay. Maybe even a little longer than that. Like basically, because the market coming into 2020 was, or at the end of 2019 was, we're heading for extreme low supply. Right. So maybe even six, maybe even 18 months of, okay, hyper. Um, it's getting harder to get your buyer's offer accepted. Yes. Right. So we went through those, you know, and you, you still need to be continuing to execute those strategy because it's hard to remember every one of those strategies for every buyer. Right. As I was talking to, um, some of the new agents on our team yesterday about, they're like, well, my, I, I, my buyer can't offer no appraisal. And we walk through, yes, every buyer can offer no appraisal as long as the inspection period is long enough. And then you can still cancel during the thing. Cause if that's your only hurdle for getting accepted, you still would do that. And those things will still exist. But the, just the point of it is, is our marketing message is now going to change. And we wanted to share and talk with the audience about how it's going to change. So today's topic is listing strategies for the next six months. Right. And it's probably like, we don't know how long, because and the biggest thing is, is in our marketplace, just for those that are not in my marketplace, is that, um, you know, it's a different, it's clear that supply is growing. And based upon the articles that I see is demand is has slowed, but I have to make a caveat there. And that is demand is still good. So it's slowed to 2019 levels, right? Like we, in 2020 and 2021, due to super low interest rates and lower prices, we had way more demand than we ever had, right? It was unexpected. It was shocking, but the demand you know, everybody looking for, because as when supply dropped below 10,000, everybody became a buyer because you, it was clear that we were going to appreciate 20. I mean, I saw it in the Cromford report this morning that the Case-Shiller Index came out and said Phoenix was up 25.53% year over year, 25.3%. That's a pretty good annual return for yeah, investment. Right. So, Clearly, as we saw that coming, because we predicted that it was going to go up, I, I think I said... You said 25.4%. No, no, no. I said 30, at least 30% over two years. So reasonably decent with the guess. It came through it came through faster than I thought. But, um, but the point is, is now we're on the backside of that, right? As inventory begins to climb, I mean, you know, now when we get three offers on a ha- house, we're happy. Where, you know, because we were thinking that we would get 15 or 20 or 30. And then now as buyers are actually looking at the price and saying, I won't pay above this, like that you can start to hear the price 
restrictions that are be the markets realizing that we've reached an elevate level and i think that we you know start to slow down but what does it look like in marketing while we slow down yeah we had uh i mean like an interesting seller story i guess is when the seller sees that their neighbor sold for fifty thousand dollars higher than the last comp they then think that they can sell for fifty thousand high thousand yeah, dollars higher than that than their neighbor's house and that's the piece that is starting to get toned down yeah because neighborhoods compress in value when it's going up and now you're actually going to start to you know, i mean because the question was it came up in the team meeting this week was um one of our agents asked because we 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 help people fix up houses he said are you pitching that yet and i said not yet but that's why this pitch is only going to last for six to nine months where it's growing but how do you you know how do you straddle the fence so what pitch is well last i mean the thing months? is is let's let's just say what, what where we were basically you it was euphoria pricing every house is going to sell you don't have to talk to picking back to a road right but more important smell but like more importantly dog. right because of the super ease of being able to sell a house, actually, we came out with a discounted commission model because the thing was, is the fact of the matter is, if you listed a house in the past nine months, you got offers. I mean, pretty much. I mean, unless you listed the house categorically above the value. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. And the average, the average days on market went from 36 to six. Right. So therefore the, the, the pitch is you, to me, not that you couldn't list houses at your full commission rate, but to me, if you wanted the phone to ring more, you had to concede to the consumer that this house, this is going to be easier. Therefore, I'm like, you know, because they know that they could list for, I mean, you hear the purple bricks, you hear, I still hear homie trying to pitch, you know, $2,000 to sell your house. Like it's out there. And, but you have to be show that you're at least negotiable to make the phone ring because it's been hard to make the phone ring. I mean, we came out with market campaigns and, and they've worked, but now we're going back to pitching more ex expertise. So it's just kind of the um, blended rate. Yeah. Right. Like the blended between now, because it's still, it, it's more though, because I went into a listing and there was a house that I think it was, let's say 500,000. So the, the, the house was all original all original and the last sale was 550 and they took the all original house and listed it not 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 10% but you know they listed it 595 right or i mean like they listed it or, yeah for 50,000 more than the last sale that was upgraded right right so clearly which is what you call euphoria pricing. what i yes right euphoria pricing we'll take it at whatever it was and that house now was on the market 19 days and still had not dropped price yeah and it the thing was is it also didn't five have years a, ago totally normal it it didn't have it didn't have a pool and the last sale did have a pool but Ooh. yeah and they were still 10 percent over the last sale where what i said is neighborhoods compressed and now we're starting to see that pressure of, you know, but it's just the, the difference when you're doing a listing strategy, if you're talking to people that you don't know versus people you do know, um, you know, choosing when you're going to be honest with them, 
because the problem is, is they still believe they're going to get multiple offers. And if, and I think most of the agents are still telling people that it's going to like clearly, because how does that house end up listed 10% over the last comp? It's clearly worth, I mean, it's a hundred thousand dollars priced in my opinion, above the value, right? So as we see more of that, cause that's going to create actually more supply, right? Yeah. So and when you're listing strategies, what is your, you know, but how do you get people to, um, how do you get people to the, to go to the right price? And that's what we're talking about is the listing strategy that's going to be able to still appease that. And then, but prepare, but now I think you have to start to layer in, you know, Hey, 10 days in we're overpriced with no offers, with no offers. If we do yeah. not receive an offer in writing within 10 days, like to me, like you can still be super optimistic, but be like, like, cause that 19 day, like that was a mistake by them by being 19 days in and still not adjusting price. Cause now you're, it just looks like a leftover. Looks like a, nobody wants it. What's wrong with this house? Yeah. All day, twice on Sunday. Right. Right. So then from a listing strategy standpoint, you're um, still have to appeal to the optimistic seller that think believes that they're going to get 50,000 more than the last comp of a better house, but prepare them for when that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, to me, it, it may, and the preparation may not be in the listing appointment. The preparation might be after they sign and then you working on that before it gets ready, but before it gets to market. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. The other thing that we're seeing now more than ever is it's funny because the national, the national media promotes, double siding is terrible, right? Like they, anything I've read says that you should not be double siding. So it's illegal in some states. Right, exactly. But what I see is the consumer actually wanting to work with the listing agent. So I think part of my new strategy is still, we, we're gonna, I think we can sell this myself, right? So um, why does a consumer want to work with the listing agent? Um, because they want a better deal. I mean, it, it is so not because they know about the house. Um, well, two, I definitely think the consumer wants to work with the listing agent because of the knowledge on the house. Of course, that's the, the, the consumer doesn't want to talk to somebody that knows nothing about the house. Why, why, why would you want to? Because people think in houses, they don't think in realtors, right? When the consumer is going to go buy a house, they're not like, hey, I should go get a realtor. Right, like obviously, because the stats that came out in NAR that ninety-seven percent of people, when they see a house online that they like, they drive out. It doesn't. It doesn't say ninety-seven percent of the time they call a realtor. Ninety-seven percent of the time they drive by the house. Right. Yes. So what are they doing? They're just trying to look at the house, and they want to talk to someone that's an expert on the house. And then when I talk to that expert, because there's only one expert, I would like to get a discount. Discount. Yeah. Nice. So, um, but the beautiful thing is, is that I, if, if, if we're marketing it right, I mean, cause we're just seeing it more and more like to me, number one listing strategy for second house is open houses. I don't think I, I was pitching in the depths of the market. I was pitching hardcore. We're going to have an open house. It's going to sell right away. And now it's more changing that from, hey, we might have to do one or two open houses to find the buyer, right? And I think that this is a pitch for um, utilizing something that's a 
you know, a, a pre-sale coming soon strategy so that the, the, um, the listing agents can get something out of that too. Cause you're going to have to, but I think that that consumer is going to come right to them. Yeah. I think that, um, one of the strategies that we're going to see employed more in the second half is the limit showings until the open house. Well, that's just a, that's a, 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 a Pandora's box, right? So, okay. uh, <laughs> right. Well, no, I was well, on but, that. I, I, for those that don't know, I joined the CMLS, the Council of MLSs. Yeah, National so, Council. Of yeah. MLS. So there's me, the sales guy, and 180 MLS executives that are not salespeople. People. Yeah, exactly. So they were talking about how, um, how that's the disaster that there's the ability to show a house while incoming soon. But it's also other markets for anyone that's out of market is can they show their house during coming soon? But you're, so what did you say? You were on a panel two weeks ago with another top team leader in our industry who talked about adjusting his strategies to generate more open house traffic. And that was you go active on Monday so that that property can get out to full market exposure to all of the websites. Listing, listing strategy. Listing Good. strategy. Right. Yeah. And then they don't allow any showings until that Saturday is open house. Wow. Right. And so I was then, shocked to so hear him say that too, uh, because too. you're burning but, days at oh. market, but it doesn't matter because you know you're going to get, because there's still enough demand in the marketplace that as long as you're, and he was talking about price points between three and 700,000. I don't know that that's a strategy that I would do, um, you know, higher. Fair. But it's interesting because so I- So let's slow it down and go through what you what, what he suggested, because I think it's a good, it is an interesting strategy. It's one that we're going to talk about and probably try. Right, we're going to talk about it now. I'd like to talk to some of the people on this. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to talk about it with Adam, our listings manager, who seconds is our producer of our podcast. <laughs> yes. So what they do is they are leveraging the full benefit of MLS being active. And syndication on all of the websites, all active. the realtors' websites. It's active. It's on coldwellbanker.com, zillow.com, and remax.com. Right. So and they, they schedule an open house for Saturday. And no showings. No showings. Like, like meaning not if a buyer calls them and asks that offers cash 400000 over, I just need to see the house. There's there really no showings? Or are they one of the agents that's saying no showings, but if I get a buyer, then I'll show them? And You can test them. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, but right. my guess, if, I, if we were doing this, then my response would be, send us an offer, not talk to me about it. Like if you actually want to see it ahead of time, then you need to send me a fully executed offer that we negotiate terms on. So you're saying that we- Because I got we no showings. MLS, in, I got no showings no unless showings. you send me an offer. I know. I say no showings until the open house. Okay. Right. But if somebody writes an offer sight unseen and we agree on terms, I mean, at that uh, point- oh, at that point, the open contract. house. Yeah, no, agreed. You don't actually need the open house. A good point. All right. But so, yeah, I would say that- But yeah. no showings is the point of it. So it's active, it's a, no showings for up to seven days. What is that? To, would, would you call Is that? the open house Sunday or Saturday? Let's go with both. Would we, is that, are you consolidating demand at that point? You're trying to consolidate the demand into one three hour window so that it looks. This is, is this, it sounds really similar to like the 72 sold strategy, but it's. Agreed, but okay. it's still, when you go, I mean, you know, if you're a buyer's agent, you hate the 72 sold strategy because you can't get into a house. And then when you do get into a house, there's everybody there. So but from a seller standpoint, all right, so we're just from gonna... a seller standpoint. Do you want there to be a bunch of people that come through your house so it looks like there's a lot of demand so that somebody feels like they have to write? 
for, and, a, and a great offer? Yeah. You have to agree with that. I mean, it's 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 proven to be a strong strategy. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I think it's funny because real estate agents, it's not, it's not like anybody here is really inventing a wheel, right? We're basically recreating, rip off and repeating, copying what others have done in the industry to be successful. Like when we go on stage, we're like, you should call your database. Did we make that up? No, but it's still effective, no, right? We when say we, it because it works for us. Exactly, and okay. when we and the way that we look and 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 try new things is not is when we have proof that it has worked in another market, in our market, or whatever. Can we recreate that or not? Right. That's what this strategy is. When we had a second person, other than the seventy-two sold guy, we had a second person that said that they're going to that strategy in order to generate demand. Well, how many times do you have to hear it until you're like, well, let me try that? Well, it's funny because the first strategy I said is making sure that you now are pitching open houses. And then the second strategy is you gave us an actual strategy that utilizes it differently than we mo usually had pitched it. Right. Right. Because um, interesting. But if you're still if you want to do an open house coming soon. OK, well, let me ask you this, though. Be, let's we'll note coming soon that different timing. But to me, I was are you if you're going to do this strategy, the big question for me is price. Okay. Right. Because if you're going to pitch people. You mean at over or under? Right. One of the strategies that I'm pitching right now is I am. If the seller wants to list it at their price in Euphoria Marketplace, I'm doing everything to tell them that's not a great idea. Right. Get where where, be, where before that's a key component if you're taking notes out there hopefully someone is please tell me somebody's it's taking, Sean, notes. Sean's okay. taking notes okay thanks Neil's Sean. taking notes. No, okay, okay. right so katrina's be taking before notes. i would have taken a house almost at i mean i took a house listing he wanted to sell it at two five he bought it for one four and i it was like if he was if i was going to pick price i might have took one seven one eight and we i convinced him that that was a bad strategy and we listed that two one which i thought was high and it sold for two three that is euphoria right like that is that but that is dissipating so to me it's just making sure that your price is in line with the last sale if you're going to do active because that's you're not going to generate the hype and the action that you need that you think you got to make sure that you're priced at the last number or even slightly below and the house has to be in the same condition as the last comp like, because that accordion effect of, of when I say neighborhoods compress in value, meaning that the house that has that guy, that shaker guy. cabinets, stainless steel appliances, quartz countertops, you know, AV, you know, luxury vinyl tower, wood floors, all the gutted sells only for, let's say 5% more than the one that needs to be completely gutted. Now that is going to be, because I think that this, the normal range is anywhere from 20 to 30% for any neighborhood from the worst house to the best house. Yeah. I mean, you, the story of that guy, he had a unique property. So it's hard. Like if they didn't, if they didn't give him his number, there's nothing else like it that they could have bought. Right. Like that, that one is a little bit different. That one's way different. I was just talking about, I don't know. Which that one still gets those crazy numbers today. Because that was such a unique property. That wasn't the like the opposite True, of that fair, property fair. is the one that we're seeing not act like that. Right. I'm just talking, yeah. To me, and the strategy is if you're targeting people that are back in the roads or talking to people that have a lot of functional obsolescence. Or like a cookie cutter neighborhood where yeah. there's other options right down the road that are very similar. Because we're talking about 
did we, did we say it was going to be listing strategies yes. or listing marketing strategies? Listing strategies. Uh, listing strategies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the listing, because the, the reality is, is um, yeah, it's changing. Right. Because listing strategies, I mean, what else? Let's, should we throw it out to our studio yeah. audience? Yes, 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 please. All right. Do we have questions? I saw a chat. So, yeah. So Mark asked, so are these the strategies for the next several months? Yeah. We're you know, restricting open houses, all those things we were talking about. That's something that we were going to. I think that would still work as long as you're priced right. I still like you're going to get like that. That may be one that stays for a long time. I because it's not a bad. I love that it's so consumer focused. In because the reality is is why that will work is because it's now on Zillow, Trulia, like it's on every single website. Every the buyer can still come untethered is what because that is the thing that I see more and more is the buyers want to work without an agent. And you're utilizing, you know, you're leveraging that with the no showings active strategy. Yeah, I think that as um, long as you're not letting anyone see the house, I think it's a good strategy. I think that um, three months ago, we weren't having the if you don't get any offers in the first seven days, we need to talk about a price reduction conversation. And now we are. Yes. So when I think about listing strategies over the next six months, we are now preparing people like if you can't convince, like, first of all, the strategy is to not let somebody overprice their house. But if you can't win that argument, then you need to have the, we can go with your euphoria pricing and try 50,000 more, even though you have no pool and it's not upgraded. But let's put timeframes in place ahead of time where if this doesn't work, then this happens. Yeah, where I wouldn't even discuss it before. I'd be like, let's just put your house out there. Because you could always be like, well, 10 days in, it hasn't sold. Like clearly, we're doing full blown we're, marketing. We're, we're, we're doing, doing something wrong. Yeah. Cause, we're, Cause we're getting all these offers. Yeah. Um, one comment on what you said when you started the, um, yeah, I lost it. Okay. Three months ago when we were, you could list it wherever and get multiple offers and people would pay it. But anyway, um, what, what did that answer your question, Mark? Oh, he's looking for unmute. I like to count to three. One, Where's that unmute button? Click the space bar. Hey. hey! Hi, Mark. I couldn't find it for a second. So thank you. My apologies. No, I just think that it, the market is changing because uh, pricing, I don't think, is going to anywhere come down. Um, it's obviously sustained that. I, I, hold, hold on. Say that again. Pricing is going to what? I don't think it's going to come down. I think it's sustaining itself because the demand is still there. Are you talking about list prices or sales prices? List prices. Yeah, the data says otherwise. We've got 100% more price reductions today than we did in March. Right, because people are overpricing no, the no, property. I think, I think what he's, and maybe I, I, it's I, my understanding, what it, I thought he was saying that he thinks that pricing is going to hold. It is. Yeah. Not just not speaking about the specifics, but just meaning that we're not going to, we're not going to head down. We're going to keep going. You don't, do you think we're going to go up in the future? Oh yeah, we are. Okay. We are. Cause if you look at the Denver market versus us and, and we're very similar population base, they've maintained their, their cost of living. I mean, the average price of a home in Denver is over 550,000 now. So there's still a Delta between us and them and we're going to continue to grow. Um, you know, because of that. And even though they, everybody considers them a tech market, we're we fastly becoming a tech market. And everybody is technically a tech market now, um, you know, because of the companies and the 
I mean, I like to be, I like to be, I mean, the point of, for those that are not familiar with the Denver market is the Denver market went through a spike from, uh, I think it was 16, 17, 18, right? They went through uh, a big jump up in prices. Their market was hotter before our market was hotter, but I mean, it's all based on supply. And, and I, then it flattened out. Is there, what's their market doing now? No, 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 no. Their market did not flatten out. I have friends that are agents up there and houses are selling in minutes, minutes for 500 grand starting. And they're getting over, over asking list price at, you know, anywhere from three to 10% above list price. So no, that's not true. It's not flattening. No, that's what I'm, I'm just trying to understand the comparison. So do you think that our market is not going to do that either? Our market is going to stay on this upward 25% appreciation? No, it, it will. I will. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball and neither is just Jeff, but I think that, you know, if people keep moving from California to Arizona, that ball is, I mean, that, that uh, movement is going to continue to forward. Do I know it? Do I think it's 5% or 10% or 50? I don't know, but I think it's going to continue to grow. But, you know, my biggest concern is number one is the growth of the inventory to allow those people to continue to come into the market. And then really how you guys described it as strategies over the next six months, you know, within that, because there isn't going to be a plethora of, you know, with the foreclosure homes coming through because of the moratorium, it's not going to, all of a sudden you're not going to see 40,000 homes hit the market. It's not going to happen. So um, I think that, you know, to Jeff's point, is that people are trying to look for deals. They're trying to find any way, you know, can I deal directly with the selling agent and maybe get 3% off or maybe get something else in concession because I have to come up with incremental funds to buy the house. And that's just the way the market is today. If you're in that sweet spot between three and six or 700 grand, but above that, it's a different world. At least that's my thoughts. Yeah, no, I appreciate the feedback. I, this is why we like doing the podcast is because we sit here in our office and we talk about strategies here, but it's nice to reach out to you guys and to hear your perspectives. What else? Does anybody else have a question or comment about it? I know Eric usually speaks up. <laughs> All right. So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned something about being at a high price, you know, listings, uh, sellers getting a little bit greedy, given the market. What would be a good time frame to lower the price uh, and saying that you're doing my situation, 949, so $949,000 property. Uh, what would you lower that by? What increments? It's, it's based on, well, the answer is three to 5% um, as a, just a general need to make sure that you make enough in the, in the marketplace. I mean, the question is, first of all, is did you get any did you get any inquiries about the property other than showing requests? I did. I did. I've gotten multiple calls and they've all been uh, well under. The OK, great. Price. Did you tell the seller about those calls? I did. OK, awesome. Good deal. All right. So has anyone written you any kind of offer at all? Nothing. In you- writing, nothing. OK, so then nothing. the answer is 5%. Hold on. Hold on. Have you gotten any double showings, any second showings on the house? I have gotten single showings. I've gotten light, light traffic at the open house. Um, This was a week ago. So no, I think it's- uh, No no double showings? 
I mean, oh, in yeah, today's 5%. marketplace, we don't. What's that? Fifty grand? Take because, it to because we moved into a, a marketplace where one showing was all that was needed. That's why we. That, the reason Phil asked that is for the longest time, the criteria we looked at for for determining how much do I got to lower, meaning three, five, or even ten percent, is based on. Uh, we generally don't list houses ten percent above market value, but the was based on how many inquiries have we got. How many people have come through the house? The other thing that I would ask is, how is their Zillow traffic? Zillow how many saves do they have? Saves, I'll have to double check. It's, uh, it's, I think it's in 30s, 40s. Yeah, to me, I mean, one of the criteria I use is generally we get an offer within 15 saves. So yeah. if that hasn't occurred, then you might even need to go more. So, but generally 5% is enough. I mean, if you're five, 490 949 949 i think you're going to 900 yeah i think so i mean the other question is is what is the last comp like to me it's it's always where are the comps at and you know i mean if if the last comp was at 800 and you're 949 then you may want to try and i would say the way i would pitch it to him is is maybe 875 to the high of 900 versus 900 to maybe 910 because that you know my original thought was uh, listed for eight nine nine, and uh, obviously negotiate and see if we get any traffic. So and one tip, Austin, that I do is that I think the nine 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 is a bunch of BS. That statistically on the internet, you get more traffic from listing it at nine hundred because those searching from nine hundred to nine fifty, the house shows up. And then only the people from eight, if it's eight, nine, 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 only the people searching from 850 to 900 will see it. So, and it's always better to have more eyeballs. So I would, you know, I, I don't, that's an old school strategy, the nine, nine, nine. So. Yeah. And like, like when people are looking for 900 to 950 though, you know what they don't buy? 900. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. but the thing is, is, I mean, I've been on, I've been in roughly about 5,000 houses with a buyer and the reality is, is most buyers do not really remember exactly what the house price is when they're going in it. They just know that it's in their price range. So yep. um, anyway. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Did we answer oh, your good. question, Austin? Yes, sir. You did. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Nice. What else? What other feedback? Adam, we got any more chats? Nope. All right. Listing strategies for the next six months. Ooh, man. It's funny when we were doing that panel, right? And there's right. four top team leaders in Arizona on the panel. And I said, and I, and I asked them what was going to be their, you know, marketing message adjustments moving forward. And you know what all four of them said? Answers to different questions. <laughs> yeah. No, None we, of them. They were like, okay. I don't exactly know how to do like, it's okay. been so good for so long. I got to adjust now. What do I say? It's still a test market. All right. I'm going to give a different style of answer to for the next listing strategy. So I think that neighborhood domination has taken a major hit over the last year and a half. I agree. Meaning that. that if you were a dominant agent in 2018, let's say um, it was Scottsdale Country Club. Just kidding. <laughs> isn't that mark's neighborhood no oh a different mark yeah different mark. all right so the um but if you had a neighborhood desert rich desert rich desert rich all right so um 
It, if you're, Walters. Well, I thought it was Walters. Yeah, I thought he looks like him too. So, um, the uh, but if you're if if you're a listing agent, typically they would have ten or fifteen signs up in a neighborhood. Now, over the last year and a half, they would have one, and it would go down. like the the when the listings stay out longer, you can start to have neighborhood dominance because you can have twelve or fifteen or twenty signs out. But now that has been because the signs up not only in length of time but also in number of listings right like so to me as a listing strategy if you're looking to dominate a neighborhood i would be i would stay more aggressive on commissions and be more aggressive in a neighborhood now because you can re-emerge and do open houses to take over a neighborhood better than any, you know you because if you can get one and then sell it and get one and sell it you can start to put up signs because you're you're past competitor in that neighborhood may have not um have the signs up doesn't have the stronghold that they had before correct right yeah nice. so that's a, like new, that that's a different strategy just thinking of being okay. more aggressive no right okay now because what's going to happen is we are going to see supply increase so now you can probably because i think what's going to happen by the bus bench well when you're doing that when you're no not by the bus bench oh, never okay. by the bus bench. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but when you do the open house, you're going to get the neighbors that are going to. I say that because of Desert Ridge, right? There's a bus bench. There's a guy on a bus bench in Desert Ridge. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, and they have. The, That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. But to me, it would be a long term benefit, more effective for you if you haven't had a listing in your neighborhood if you do whatever you can to get it sit it open because those future sellers are going to be looking to where is the price like i would restrict the listing strategy that i hadn't named i would restrict the photos mm. right mm. i would give out five photos to make the neighbors come see the house mm. because then they can't see the because that's what they want they want to be able to see what the house was and what it sells for but if you restrict the photos they have to come to the house to see it and that means your open house is going to be busier it's going to benefit your seller you tell them because the thing was is don't worry because they're like because sellers always hate when the neighbors come see it i don't know why they hate that so much because it's the best their house has ever looked because it's all cleaned up everything's organized right like <laughs> but so i only want qualified buyers through my house right i only want but you but the, the key the strategy is is i'm doing it to help you because now we need extra traffic because the traffic's slowing down where I used to get 60 people through the open house. Now I'm only might get 20. So I'm going to do this to try and get some of the neighbors to show up because they, the, the buyer is always going to think that there's when they show up and there's 10 cars outside. Oh my God. I, we got to write over. We got to write out. Right, yeah. So to me as a listing strategy, you actually, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. What else? I see Sean nodding. He's into it different right but concrete yeah no it's Good. just just a chance to take market share so to me but now because before you did it i mean obviously everybody wants a listing always but before you know maybe hopefully you you, you know this hot market you were able to make some money because that's what we were doing is trying trying different things to um get listings because it's still on the get you have to i think you have to continue to um say well pitch the 
you know what? Here's the thing. I think the way that it's pitched is this. Is this way? Well, because we're getting close to the ending. Yeah. Is that you have to say now where all of my houses were selling now, if it's not priced close, it doesn't get enough attention. And then um, we may have to look at a price for second or do second open houses. I'm hedging because you know there's une- the, the, the demand is is a little more uneven than it was before. I know that I'm going to drive lots of traffic. But meaning it, you can list it at the higher price. What's the number of actives these days? Who knows how many actives in MLS today in our market in Phoenix? Anyone? 64, 67 was the last number I saw. Anyone? 64, 67? Yeah. Right? Because back if I'm 6,500 now and I was 4,000 three months ago, because you got to have you got to have a data point to leverage that comment. Right. right? So you're saying that supply is up 50%. Right. Yeah. So I think it's more also more importantly is I think you can lean on if you're looking at fortune, if you're looking at Forbes magazine, if you're turning on the news, everything's saying the market's slowing down. So to me, I think you can lean on that. Like we're still to reel them back in to be closer to where the comps are selling. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is yeah, to reel them back in because they're, they're, they're obnoxiously high. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Solution to Real Estate Podcast. Wow, they're clapping. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Just, thank you. Uh, and Hopefully, uh, yeah, good deal. Awesome. Thank you. If you like it, subscribe. Leave him a review. Tell Jeff, get, get on that podcast app and say, Jeff Seabuck is legit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Talk Happy Thursday. Later. Adios.